This week on Glistening Particles. You can't really throw anything else at me that's going to intimidate me. Let's go. This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Hey, listeners, this is a special series for the Great Cycle Challenge, where I'm hoping to shine light on some of the riders participating in this amazing fundraiser for Children's Cancer Research Fund. Did you know over 15,700 American children are diagnosed with cancer every year, and sadly, 38 children die every week? These riders are in there giving their time and effort to help change that number and change that story. So if you get a chance, go out and donate, and please support this incredible fundraising effort. Thank you. In this episode of the Great Cycle Challenge series, I'm talking with Kristen Plotner. Kristen is a cancer survivor. She's riding with a lung disease, and she is a go-getter. I'm telling you, she has so much energy, and it's so interesting hearing her story, and especially her three random facts. I think she set the bar pretty high for the rest of the episodes. So with that, enjoy hearing about Kristen, why she's riding, what her life is like, and maybe a little bit about her furry family. Hi, Kristen. Welcome to Glistening Particles. Hi, Jane. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you here as part of the Great Cycle Challenge mini-series this year in 2019. Um, This is my first year doing this challenge, and it has been completely overwhelmingly exciting. Um, how about you? Is this your first time around? It sure is. Yeah. So I, I agree 100%. It has been extremely exciting, a little nerve-wracking, but I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right. So how did you hear about it to begin with? You know, honestly, I think it was just something that popped up randomly on Facebook, and I did a little bit more research about it saw what it benefited. And I said, I have to do this. Um, mm-hmm. I have not been cycling for very long. So this is going to be a really good uh, challenge for me for June to see if I can actually hit my mileage. But yeah. What did you commit to? What did you offer? I did commit to 300. So we usually nice. average around two to 250 a month. So I thought, uh-huh. you know, 300 is a good stretch for me, but you know, that's just my baseline. I, I'm hoping to do a lot more than that if I can. I know. I was sort of hesitant too to go too high because I thought (laughs) Wisconsin weather, you know, you never know. Yeah. So I did what I felt was like, okay, I have to be out there, you know, four to five days a week to make this happen (laughs) and we'll see how it goes. I committed to 200 this year and I'm really hoping I blow that out of the water. You know, I was the same way though with donations. I said, I'm not going to set myself too high. And then I ended up really exceeding what my goal was. But I thought, you know, if I, if I make it attainable, I'm not going to feel that pressure to, 
you know, have to go out there and, and, and really pressure myself or pressure other people into making my donations or my mileage goal. So I felt mm-hmm. this was attainable, especially for my first year. I know. Me too. I was pretty kind of conservative in it. So what did you shoot for for donations? So my original goal was 250 and right now I'm, I'm sitting right below 800 So. Oh, yeah. Kristen, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Way to go. Very, very, very excited. Isn't it just like, like you just can't wait to get riding. It's driving like, why isn't it June 1st yet? You know, because you want to honor all the money that people are donating, which is going for this, this amazing cause Absolutely. to um, cure and rid our, our world of childhood cancer, which Absolutely. I tell you, after seeing the Times Square videos that went up and watching all those people, it makes it even more real, you know? It does. Yeah. There are real people who are contributing to this and it's, it's amazing. So do you have someone specific that you're riding for? So I'm riding for a lot of people, but you know, I'm riding for myself too. I mean, I, I, I know that sounds a little, um, maybe a little self-centered, but I am a cancer survivor myself. Um, oh, and this is okay. a big physical push for me. So, um, you know, committing to doing the 300 miles and sticking with cycling, that's been a huge part mm-hmm. of my ongoing recovery with cancer remission. Um, and I also suffer from an autoimmune lung disease. So this has all been a part of my rehabilitation, um, back into gaining my health, strengthening my relationship with myself and with my body. Um, but yes, in terms of who I'm specifically writing for, a very good friend of mine lost her nephew uh, just this past mm-hmm. January, he passed away from neuroblastoma. Um, and he had been battling uh, that cancer since he was six years old. Um, and he was 13 when he passed away. Um, oh, so, man, my heart just, it just yeah. like hurts every, every yeah. single story. Like you think you become a little bit immune to it, but every single story, like as a parent myself with two sons, I mean, I just, I step into those shoes and can't even imagine. No, no, you can't imagine, but it's, it's, you know, it is humbling when you talk to people that everybody um, has that connection to cancer in some way, whether mm-hmm. they themselves are a survivor, they're battling it right now, or they have a loved one or a friend who's who's passed away um, or is going through it. I mean, everybody right. is touched by this disease. And that's why right. it's so important that we get out there and raise money and and try to find a cure for this because it, it should not be a part of our story, right? Um, Absolutely, it, it, it needs to end um, as quickly as possible. So, so um, I, and obviously, if I go too deep into this question, feel free to just say oh, I'm not really ready to talk about it. No. <laughs> but I was wondering, um, like, how long were you going through your challenge with cancer? So I was diagnosed with stage three Hodgkin's lymphoma in May of 2014. Um, and it was one of those things I wasn't sick leading up to it and, mm-hmm. um, ended up getting a, a lump in my leg and went in for an exam. Mm-hmm. And after a biopsy, um, was told, you know, Hey, you know, this is, this is the reality. Um, and at that time I was 27, I'm now 32. So this October will be my five-year remission. So, um, but in May mm-hmm. got my diagnosis. I started my chemo treatments in June and I went through that until October of that year. So very aggressive chemotherapy, um, you know, lost my hair and mm-hmm. lost weight and, you know, went through all of those just terrible side effects of going through chemo treatments. Um, right. how, you know, what it did to my husband, what it, you know, the effect it had on my family and my friends. Um, right. but at the end of the day, we came out stronger as a group. Um, mm-hmm. I think because of that. Um, 
So there was well, there congratulations. Was <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations on your five year remission. I mean, that <laughs> is you. there's nothing like that, right? There's nothing like going, okay, I, I made it here. And um, I'm so sorry that you and your family had to go through all that pain. Like, I just don't know how I, I don't know what to do for people. I want to say, I just want everything to be, you know, perfect for everybody all the time. And, yeah. and I can't. And I, appreciate so I never know that. what and the right thing is to say. No. But. And, you know, and I appreciate the support that people always give to, to me, mm-hmm. you know, even five years later. Um, but we need to be fighting more for people who are facing it right now. I feel like I right. went through my challenge and I came mm-hmm. out on the other end and I am so incredibly blessed that I made it through because so many people don't. Um, Right. You know, so I just, I think about that every single day and just how lucky I am, but it's the people right now who are going through it or have recently lost somebody. Those mm-hmm. are the people that need our support more than anything. Right. So, especially for kids. I mean, I can't, right. even, like you said, I can't imagine. I saw my friend Kelly and her, her family go through it. And, um, you know, it's just something that you don't, you don't even want to, you don't even want to imagine happening to you or your loved ones, but it happens. So... So I have a question, and this comes from a place of absolute, um, genuine, like trying to understand, not from mm-hmm. any place of. I hope it. I hope it comes across that way. And you're my first interview for this series, so you're oh. um, getting the hard <laughs> questions, I guess, at the start. Um, I always wonder, like, I don't think people want that to be their what defines them. You know, I think there's some level of I want. I mean, people want their. Um, survive that they survived and they're a cancer survivor to be part of them and part of their story, but they don't necessarily want it to define them. And I, and maybe some people do like, we're what's, how, can you speak to that at all? I, I think even when going through cancer, I never pulled what I called the quote unquote cancer card, you know, like mm-hmm. feel pity for me or let me get a pass right. on something because of what I'm going through, because I don't have a victim mentality. I feel like I just, right. that's just not in me. Um, Mm -hmm. but you're right. I don't, I don't want people to say like, that's, that's the woman who went through cancer or, Mm -hmm. um, and I don't let it define me either. You know, I don't say to myself, I'm struggling with cycling and I'm out there riding, you know, I have a a lung disease that prevents me from breathing very easily. And I just, I don't use that as an excuse. I'm like, it's not an excuse. I can overcome Mm -hmm. this. Um, but defining defining yourself based on events that you've gone through and situations you've gone through, I don't think it's helpful for the healing process. It's important to not forget it. And it's important to be grateful Mm. for what you went through, but you have Mm. to move on and look forward to the future and let that define you. And remember who you are, right? Like, first of all, you said that so eloquently. Thank you for, for helping me hear that from someone who has gone through the experience. I really appreciate that. But I also want to celebrate who you are because you're more than that. You know what I mean? There's all this parts. So I think um, what I want to highlight, especially in these conversations for everybody is, you know, we see people riding with the Jersey. They're doing, they're doing this cause for something that is incredibly Mm -hmm. important and we all need to support but then who is that person on the bike, right? right. So if you were going to um, say a couple things that people should really know about who you are as a person, we have one, which is not a victim mentality. Right. Is there another <laughs> that you want to highlight about who you are that like is your makeup? Um, I, I think I'm just, um, I'm a positive person. I'm a go-getter type person. Mm-hmm. I'm a loving, um, I think I think I'm an empathetic person. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like the challenges that I have gone through have made me a more driven person. I've pushed myself mm-hmm. harder in the past five years 
in my health and in my career and in my marriage harder than I've ever pushed in my entire life. So mm. it has created a, a a very driven personality in me. It's brought that out. So it's like it, like it stoked the fire, right? The flames yeah. or whatever. Because I'm going to say, you know what? If this if this didn't knock me down and if this didn't take my life, there is nothing that anyone can throw in my way. There's nothing that oh. can stop me from from doing the best that I can do and to continue to push and to fight because I went through it and I survived. You can't really throw anything else at me that's going to intimidate me. Let's go. Let's do it. I mean, that must be really inspiring for the people around you too. Because just talking with you, I'm like goosebumps first of all, <laughs> head to toe. And then I think, oh my, when I'm out there on the trail, I better not be complaining. I mean, not to compare because I know it's not good to compare. But I mean, the fact that you're out there riding with a lung disease and going through what you went through, mm-hmm. like I better be out there, you know, kicking some butt. <laughs> There's no but, excuses here. Well, we do compare ourselves. That's human nature. I look at people on right. the trail that are flying past me and I just get, you know, I get that temporary feeling of I got to push myself harder and harder. Like, why mm-hmm. can't I be that person? And then I have to step mm-hmm. back and say, they have a different set of challenges, I'm sure. Um, right. I'm doing the best that I can with what I'm faced with right now. And I feel like I'm doing pretty well. So, right. Um, and I think it's looking for our own personal best all the time. Like, it is. I'm always watching. I mean, not that I watch, but I, I ride a lot for just pleasure. It's sort mm-hmm. of my therapy where I go get my head cleared. But um, I also like, okay, you know, yesterday was the speed. How about if I, for the next month, push harder and what can I get that speed to? You know what I mean? Those Absolutely. kind of things. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so, um, motivating. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so to bring people a little closer to who you are, can you share with me three random facts about yourself? Like from anywhere that drops into your brain, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be on any specific topic. Yeah. So I am a proud fur baby mom. So um, <laughs> I have three rescue cats and um, I have three dogs. So our house is a zoo. We don't have any kids. Um, so those are our kids. And we literally live in chaos all the time. Um, but it's great. And I love my love my animals. They're my babies. And um, that's something that will continue for the rest of my life is just always having those those little creatures around me at all time. That um, is the best. So you have to tell me there's six. I need to know there's six names and what breeds of dogs. Those yeah. are really important facts. So I have a 14 year old German short haired pointer. His name is Atticus, and um, we've had him, of course, since he was nine weeks old. We have a Beagle Coonhound mix. His name is Buddy, and he is nine. And then we have a Chawini. He's a Chihuahua Dachshund mix. His name is Grover, and he's eight, and he <laughs> runs the entire household. Grover! Oh my gosh, these names are awesome. Yeah, and our our cats. Um, of course, they were all rescues. Two of them were strays. The one we rescued from a humane society. Um, our oldest cat. We think she's fourteen, fifteen, but her name is Kitty. Um, really creative, <laughs> of course. Um, we also have Cece. And we have our little kitten. She's almost going to be two, actually. And her name is Rosie. So, oh, so do you ever mix up their names? I mean, I have two sons and a dog and a cat, and half the time, I'm like Sam, Franny, Peeny. Wait, which one of you? <laughs> not only not only do I mix up their names, but we also have so many nicknames for them that we never call them by their actual name. You know, it's like a it's just like a hybrid of just something funny that we say. You know, we never actually call them by their real name unless we're yelling at them. Like you do with kids, right? right? Like you say their right. real name. 
Um, sometimes I think so we funny. forget what their real names are. <laughs> I know I was thinking six is a lot to remember. I don't know if I could do it. It is. And my husband's like, I am maxed out. No more animals. I can't can't do anymore. So we're we're maxed at six, but I'm happy with that that combination. Yeah. Right. And you can yeah. always, you know, life will bring you more eventually. So. Absolutely. So hit me with number two. Number two, I have a lot of hobbies. I am a the eternal hobbyist. And um, right now my hobby of choice is cross-stitching. So mm. I've I have a lot of old lady crafts that I like to do, and that's one of them. <laughs> and I love it. I've actually created this great community of friends that are all involved in cross-stitching. I go to day retreats. I have a uh, YouTube channel with three of my friends that also cross-stitch. Um, so what? We, it's There's crazy. like, what do you do on YouTube cross-stitching? <laughs> so it's called FlossTube, and it is a whole universe of people who just do cross-stitch as their craft. And they record uh-huh. themselves. They show their projects that they're working on, how they finish their cross-stitch projects, stuff that they've purchased, um, gifts that they send one another. It is it is a huge community of really wonderful men and women. Um, uh-huh. Surprisingly, there's more men in cross-stitch than you would think. Um, I am absolutely surprised. In fact, yeah. I had no idea something like this existed, which is <laughs> the favorite part of doing these recordings because I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Yeah, we, we record like once a month. We do a video and it's three of my friends. We're all from Pittsburgh. So we're the Steel City Stitchers. And um, it is it is an absolute blast. But I have made so many friends around the country just from doing this craft. So that is amazing. I need to find my own tribe of YouTube people doing something I do because this is the Mm -hmm. thing, like even the great cycle challenge has been like lit me up because I had this group a few years ago that had to do with philosophy and like optimizing life. And there was this whole site and got to know all these people. In fact, probably out of my first 20 episodes, 10 of them are from around the world people that I met there. And it was just like that, like, oh my gosh, I found my tribe. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like that with the Great Cycle Challenge. These are such an amazing group of people. And I'm enjoying just the connection we have every day on the Facebook page. So, oh my gosh, it's incredible. So there's more than that. There's I need to start looking for my tribes, my people. Yes, you there's do. Lots of, I have a few <laughs> hobbies. I can look for that. Okay. All right. That's so awesome though. <laughs> so what's your project right now, your cross-stitch project you're working on? Or are there like me when I'm doing hobbies, I usually have about six on the deck at I the same time. I think right now I have 18 this past, <laughs> this past month, though, in the stitching community is called Stitch Mania. So people okay. start like a crazy amount. Some people start 31 <laughs> projects in the month of May. Some people start 19 because it's 2019. Stitch Mania can be anything that you want, but I did eight new starts this month. So I'm just adding like crazy to my ongoing projects. I very rarely finish anything. And I am okay because I enjoy the process, not necessarily oh. the end product. So, um, interesting. I have there's... about eighty-seven scrapbook projects like that. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Maybe one hundred and eighty-seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's fun to just do it, and you know, there's no. Right. I'm not doing it for anybody but me, or to give to gifts as people. But it's just mm-hmm. if I finish it, I'll give it away. If not, it's really not a big deal. I haven't committed to it. So. 
So um, you don't feel the pressure to finish. Like I, I have to have all those projects boxed up because when they're out, I'm like, oh, it's talking to me. I need to do the work. So no, and I'm so lucky because I could just pick it up and be like, you know what? I feel like working on this today, and I'll work. Okay, on, you know. So um, I never feel cool. that anxiety. But a lot of people do. A lot of people are monogamous stitchers and they only do one project <laughs> at a time. And I'm like, bring it on. I could have 40, 50 projects, no problem. So. <laughs> That is awesome. Okay, number three, even though I, I'm still kind of stuck on number two, but go on to number three. Uh, number three, I am a huge Stephen King fan. So when I say Ooh. huge fan, I have a, of course, I have every single book he's ever written. Um, I have a lot of first editions and multiple copies of his books. Um, and I become a big collector of just his memorabilia. But I also have a full tattooed sleeve on my left arm. That is Stephen King themed. So when I say no way, I am dedicated. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, Kristen, like, you have yeah. raised the bar so high <laughs> on the random facts today that I don't even know if I can go on. I'm not kidding. I I absolutely love him. His books changed my life. I know it sounds silly because it's horror, and you know a lot of people don't really get into that kind of stuff, but. It's not just the horror genre. I mean, I love reading horror genre books. Um, and I have so many. Again, that's another community that I found of just Stephen King fans that I've made great friends from. Um, but I, his books changed my life. And it was a really big help when I was going through some dark days. It's just reading his books and connecting with his characters because he's so good at that. Um, mm -hmm. So that when I was deciding, okay, I want to get a full sleeve what do I want to get tattooed? And I'm like, I got to get Stephen King. So it's all, that's all it is. It's just a lot. I'm going to have to see that. I, I, I really have to see it. Yeah. <laughs> please, please do. We'll include it in the show if you yeah. can get me one. Cause that is mind blowing, <laughs> like mind blowing. Yeah. Um, and actually pictures of the, uh, the cross stitch wouldn't be bad too. This is like the best. You, you set a really yeah. high, yeah. You set a really high bar for the other like 20 to 30 of these I'm doing, but uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'll send you a picture of the bookshelf. I actually have some cross stitch pieces that are horror themed on the Stephen King bookshelf. So I'll, they're all interconnected. <laughs> and, and was your favorite Pet Cemetery? I'm guessing? No, no? My, favorite is, my favorite is The Stand. So it's one of his longer books. Um, okay. But it, there was a terrible miniseries that was out back in like the early 90s. Gary Sinise was in it. The, the miniseries is terrible. Don't watch any okay. Stephen King adaptation. Um, they just don't, they don't do justice to the books. But okay. um, Pet Cemetery is great. Um, but yeah, The Stand has, has always been my favorite. Yeah. The Stand. I think I remember that. Like I, I personally can't read Stephen King because it. I can't, I internalize it all. And then I'm, in fact, I was listening to an audio book while riding yesterday that in general is a pretty lighthearted book, but in it, there's a super psychotic mom that's, you know, mind messing her daughter and it just I couldn't listen to it anymore because someone yeah. it might have been different if I would have read it but it was it was the audio was so um the voices and the way the person was doing it was so it felt really real I'm like I don't want those words going into my head so yeah 
Well, isn't um, it funny though how audiobooks do that? Because I listen to a lot of Stephen King audiobooks and I just get something out of it that's completely different than what I've visually read. So interesting. It's a different experience for sure. Right. Yeah. I don't think any abdept any adaptations of books, in my opinion, are ever as good as the book of any of any author of any genre. Agreed, which is why I typically don't watch those movies. Um, I know it's I always disappointing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want like, to like, tarnish with my image that I already have in my head of right. what the characters look like and the and the locations and all of the elements in that book. I don't want it to alter my my visual of that. So right, um, it's, like, said, it's, it's like it's like justice. It's like having watered down orange juice. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just not the same. You can't put, do half and half on orange juice and think it's going to be okay. It's not exactly. the same. Exactly. So, so, so those um, are my interesting things. I'm sure I have other things, but those are the big ones that stood out for me. So <laughs> I'm seriously the best home run of the day. Seriously, that was so good. All three of them were so good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, so you're going to, the ride starts uh, June 1st for listeners and goes through the end of the month. So for the month of June, um, do you have um, any, like, do you have your plan mapped out? Like how much you're going to ride and where you're going to ride every week? I do. What's so your strategy? We have, um, yeah. we have such good trails around where we live. Um, they're, all, they're mostly rails to trails. So mm-hmm. we are very blessed that we have like, I think five or six different ones just in a half an hour of our, of our house. Um, so we have ones that we ride during the week just because they're closer and my husband works close to a trail. So I just meet him after work. Um, so those, that'll be the trail that we do, you know, probably Monday through Friday. And then Saturday, Mm -hmm. Sunday is going to be our exploration days, trying different trails and sections of trails, um, and hoping to get in some distance rides on the weekend. So nice. Um, but my plan is to have at least half of my goal done before, of course, before the fifteenth. But even sooner <laughs> if that, if I can. So right. I know. I don't want to get stuck in the end, especially with the weather. Like yesterday, I was riding. It was beautiful, and I didn't check the weather before I went to bed. And I was going to get up and ride this morning, and I wake up. I'm like, is that? I think. That's rain that I hear, and it's been pouring all day long. So, well, and we rode last yeah. night in what I I thought was a monsoon. So, I mean, we were oh. in terrible winds, and then there was a threat of rain, and it was not an enjoyable ride because our headwind right. was just like it was very very strong. So, again, I mean, we we got less miles in last night just because you're you're riding in the wind, and mm-hmm. that happens, and you just don't know it until you get out there. So, yeah, I want to try to get as much of my goal done as I can in the early part of the month so that I can yep. kind of post the rest of the month. <laughs> Meets, so. Yep. I feel the same way, yeah. the same yeah. way. So is your husband, um, is, did he join as well and he's doing a fundraiser or he's just ride, your riding partner? It's Not funny. that that's adjust. But. My dad saw us on the billboard because it was a picture of my husband and I on the billboard. Uh-huh. And he goes, okay. well, why isn't Jason's name on there? I said, because Jason's not raising money for the, <laughs> for the okay. He's just riding as my, basically as my support team. But um, mm-hmm. we only ever ride together. Um, so he pushes me to, you know, keep up my pace and to make sure that I'm safe health-wise as well. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So he will be riding right alongside me. So I like to think that we're going to do 600 miles collectively, but 300 miles as a team. So, yeah, uh, I am. Um, that's I think that's so beautiful, and we can need to give a shout out to Jason. Make sure um, he lets you lets everyone know that he's on this recording too, and how awesome it is that he's supporting you and you guys are a team. That's beautiful. I yeah, we've that. been married for ten years, so um, 
he's been with me through all of the health challenges and everything that we've right. gone through. So um, this is just something that he would have never even dreamed of not being a part of. So he's Aww. super supportive and um, he's just as excited as I am, which is great. So <laughs> I know. And it's just year one. You know, the other thing I keep realizing is like, as if I'm not going to do this again next year, right? It's like, oh. I think I've found my thing that I'm going to be doing for a while. No question. No question. Yeah. I can't. I'm already looking forward to next year and fundraising ideas and all kinds of yeah. stuff. So, yeah. So tell me your webpage so people can go to it and make some donations for you. Yeah. So my webpage is, of course, www.greatcyclechallenge.com forward slash riders, forward slash Kristen Plotner. And that's K-R-I-S-T-E-N, P as in Paul, L-O-T-N-E-R. All right. Well, I will be sure to link that on the show notes as well when we get your show up. And thank you so much for joining me for this conversation and for being number one, the first one and setting (laughs) the bar so darn high. Well, thanks so much for having me. This was a lot of fun and good luck next week. All right. Thank you. Take care, Kristen. We'll talk again, I'm sure. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. All right. If you're not inspired by that story, I don't know what's going to do it for you, but it's incredible. Cancer survivor riding with a lung disease and out there riding to raise money to help cure kids' cancer. I was really, oh my gosh, just so blown away by Kristen's story and her storytelling. It was so much fun to talk with her. I hope you'll take the time to go out to her donation page and donate for her under the Great Cycle Challenge slash riders slash Kristen Plotner, and it's linked in the show notes. And from there, I also encourage you to go check out the stories overall on this series. We're going to have hopefully at least 15, maybe 30, a whole bunch of them, and go out to the donation page and see basically what everybody's doing out there. There's so much good being done and so much it can be done when we all work together. Take care, everyone. Bye now. So are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.